0: Welcome to the School of Travel's podcast. I'm your host, Becky Gillespie, and each week I bring you stories of how travel can truly change your life if you take the chance to get out on the road and step out of your comfort zone. My guests also share travel tips and lessons they've learned along the way, which I hope inspires you to let travel be your teacher. Hello, listeners. Have we got a special episode for you today? I'm excited to jump right in, so let me give you a little backstory first. Last month, I attended the Nomad Summit, where we hear techniques for making money online, and we meet and learn from other nomads. This happens every January in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and this year it was also held in Las Vegas in September and Cancun in October. I met my next guest, Caleb Amundsen, in Cancun last month, and as soon as I started talking to him, I could feel... This impressive sense of a confident calm just exuding from everything he said. After I heard his story, which I'm now going to share with you, I realized how wise he is and how much he has learned about business in a relatively short amount of time. Caleb has gone through everything you can imagine, getting injured while playing sports in college, eventually dropping out of college, weighing 330 pounds at one point in his life and finding his way as he puts it on someone else's dime to eventually start multiple businesses. Caleb achieved all of this, he says, by being willing to make himself uncomfortable in order to grow, with of course travel being a big part of this equation. I can't wait for you to meet Caleb and without further ado, here he is. Welcome to episode 26 of the School of Travels podcast. And today I'm very pleased to be with a new friend I've met here in Cancun, Mexico, Caleb Amundsen. Welcome, uh, Caleb.
1: Appreciate it. Uh, happy to be here.
0: Thanks. And can you tell our listeners really quickly, where are we right now?
1: Yeah, we are at uh, Selena, which is a hotel resort designed kind of with a, a hostile mentality, but also the ability to have a co-working space for people that need to work as well. So we're looking at the ocean here just a couple hundred yards away, and it is just beautiful here, and we have all the access we want to the Cancun life as it were right across the street so it's pretty pretty beautiful
0: yeah and I was so lucky to meet you at the nomad summit here in this that well this hotel and across the street there's been like what 130 or 40 of us
1: yeah a lot of really spectacular individuals that have knowledge and, and wisdom in areas that you know are beyond my means but it's great to connect with them and create a network that makes us all stronger as people in the end.
0: Yeah, I I never feel alone when I come to one of these conferences in terms of my digital nomad life on the road.
1: Yeah, yeah, it kind of is almost a level beyond... Being alone. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You have to pull away and work. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: Well, Caleb, I'm excited because I also don't know you very well yet. We've mm-hmm. talked a couple of times in passing, but I'm really excited to start and learn more about your life and your background. So, could you start with telling us a bit about just your basic background?
1: Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll try to do Cliff Notes because, you know, depending on the scenario, it could be, you know, 30 hours of conversation or, you know, 10 minutes. So, In a nutshell, I was a part of a variety of different businesses, kind of kind of coming up through my life. I I am a college dropout. Um, At one point in my life, I weighed three hundred and thirty pounds. So you know I've I've gone through my mental and emotional and and health struggles and uh, ended up working with a a conservative manufacturer for a number of years, um, based out of Arizona um, in the sales realm as well as you know other menial things like repairing vehicles. Um, And then I spent uh, two years out in Silicon Valley working with uh, a company that was in the robotics and autonomous vehicle space. And from there, um, I was fortunate to have the opportunity to kind of switch over into a digital nomad life. It's just what I was dreaming about doing. So, you know. What
0: started that dream?
1: You know, that dream itself kind of started with the kernel of an idea of just having freedom. Um, having freedom with my life and my time you know a lot of my my life is kind of run by time and the efficiency of time so you know the dream of having freedom to choose what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it was really appealing to me so even though I was working as like a 9 to 5 job I was very aware of the fact that eventually I would want to be a business owner um, I had met enough individuals where it was just like, Yeah, you know, these guys are living a life that I want to live. It's great to work for a company and and have mentors and you know what I like to call make mistakes on their own dime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very cognizant of the fact of trying to find the opportunity of where I could spin out and do my own thing and kind of pursue my own life vision. Through my travels, I was really able to refine my dream and my, my life mission as I saw it. And so right now I am in the middle of pursuing my life dream, which is something that is attainable, but it's, it's almost like you know, it's gonna continue on for the rest of my life. And, and what I'm pursuing is I'm pursuing the freedom to contribute. Because um, freedom in and of itself I already have, but the freedom to contribute allows me to take the time at my disposal and use it the way I want to. And that can be used in a variety of factors, whether it's learning about our new subject and educating myself or spending time in a deep conversation like we're having right now, or even just to go out there and travel and do some photography or, you know, for me in the future, like spend time with my family, you know, be that dad coach of a team, but not be tied down to 50 to 60 hours of work a week. So that's... That really helps refine my daily objectives, because um, it's all got to stem to that freedom to contribute.
0: I love that, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure that you feel this lifestyle gives you more freedom, more time.
1: It does, it does. And you know, most more, all mornings, I, while well, I think about my day and I think about my future, I think about it as it's already happened. And, you know, I remember the time where I thought about having this life and I was very intentional about, okay, I want this life, but I need to, you know, tell my mind and shift my mindset that it's already happened. So, you know, one of those things is, like, if I want to drop everything right now and in the next three hours I want to go to Japan, I have the ability to do so and no one can tell me otherwise.
0: And that is something I think so many Fortune, you know, 500 CEOs don't have that freedom.
1: To... Correct, correct. So once once I had that that vision for my life mission, it, it helped kind of bring into alignment what needs to happen in the other areas of my life.
0: I really love that. Yeah. Where are you from originally, Caleb? I uh,
1: actually grew up in Minnesota, uh, a suburb of Minneapolis. You know, fantastic upbringing, going through the seasons of change, and the cold, and the friends, and I still just... Really fantastic friends back home that I just adore, Um, but I was there until I was about 22, 23, and that's when I transitioned to Arizona, Um, so Phoenix area, and and I've been there for about that past eight, ten years as my home base, Um, and then digital nomad life for me, um, having that experience started about two and a half years ago, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I'm at two years, so I really feel, you know, where yeah, you are Yeah,
1: there's journey. definitely a connection there, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. How was your family when you were young about traveling and about the travel mindset? Did you guys go on a lot of family vacations? Like. You know, the-
1: I think it's I think it's an interesting question. So we didn't really go on a whole lot of family vacations, but the mindset of being adventurous was there. The mindset of dreaming big, like, just thinking of like most Crazy, insane dream, and then just having the support network of a family around us where it's like, Yeah, if that's your dream, just do it. You know, no like judgment about accomplishing your dream. So, you know, I think it's important from a travel mindset where I enjoy traveling and I have my reasons for traveling. Um, It's all about my dream and my life that I'm pursuing. So, they really cultivated that in me to be ambitious, to really go after the big stuff if that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But they're incredibly supportive, like it is amazing the amount of support I get from my family, the, the love and the like, oh, you're amazing, you're great, like the compliments and the, just the heart and the enthusiasm and then, uh, you know, from that leads to this mentality of just this ultimate positive aspect of life and that really was ingrained to me from a young age until now. so.
0: What a wonderful foundation to
1: come from. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good foundation there. You know, there was some other things that weren't in place, but it was nice because they kind of allowed me to get into the sandbox. And, you know, let's just say I'm in the sandbox, and my father might say, hey, you know, build a castle. And I'll be like, oh, okay, well, I need this, I need this, I need this. And my dad would be like, well, figure it out. You know, you yeah. use use. The environment around you as resources to, to solve the problem don't be relied on other people to 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 fulfill your needs and that's that's powerful whether it's working on something or it's you know trying to solve an emotional issue internally you know it's 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 all relevant um, what, are, what are the resources that you have available as tools like computers and access to the internet or tools and access to your network of people and the resources you have there too.
0: Wow. Yeah, I can really see some of those things leading to an entrepreneurial mindset. I have to ask because I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, when you dropped out of college, mm-hmm. or did you you dropped out of college, mm-hmm. and how, are, how was your family when that happened?
1: Um, supportive, but concerned. Okay. You know, they they... They didn't really subscribe to, like, this is the order of how you have to do things. There's definitely, like, some tough love, and, like, Caleb, you really need to figure this out. Um, and, like, I, I made some mistakes.
0: Were you one year into college, or were you almost towards the end? And
1: Yeah, you know, I, uh, without getting too into the topic, um, you know, I spent a semester in college, and then... Uh, I got offered a, a job for really good money at the time you know to work so I did a, a semester of working as well as going to community college mm-hmm. um, but that was you know not a good moment for me I just had really struggled with a lot of mental issues there um, and then the following year I went to a liberal arts college which was not a good environment for me yeah. um, I just just didn't really fit in I was really trying to make things happen and force things happen and, and I just you know, I didn't have the knowledge and the tools to really handle that, that area. Um, then I, you know, just destroyed my shoulder playing rugby. And that was just kind of like the, you know, the card that just made everything just just fall apart. So, you know, I had to take a break from college and and just didn't really know what to do. And that was a point when I I've got to 330 pounds and just all motivation was gone, you know, suicidal thoughts, depression, just a really, really dark space, and you know, well, I had my family that loved me, and I, I had people around me that loved me, um, like all the friends that I had, they weren't there, Oh. and and I understand that because of the age we were at, in terms of what we were going through at college, and you know, try and keep the, the toxicity out of, of what's going on, but... I didn't have anyone there with me going through that, and that that was that was tough. Um, what the switch was that just really, what really got me motivated, and, and that switch I don't know like how that took place. I I know where it took place. I was in Wisconsin working. And I was fortunate to be working for my sister who had a, a hotel resort, and something there just just switched, and I just looked myself in the mirror and. I told myself in the mirror, I was like, this is not you. Like, something's going on here. Um, And that was about the age of 23, and, you know, all of a sudden over the next year, I, you know, lost close to 100 pounds, and now I'm, like, devouring every book you can imagine, you know, self-improvement books to educational topics and being so oriented with time management that when I'm driving to work, I'm listening to a book. When I get to my destination, I sit down and I write down what I learned from that book. And then when I leave, I'm reading or listening to the book again. I get to the gym, I'm still listening to the book. So, you know, really just devouring everything I can get my hands on. And that was like a snowball effect over the years. Um, I wouldn't be where I am with with the capabilities I have right now had I not done that. so yeah, that was really, really cool experience, and I didn't mean to go too deep into all of that, but I that think it's really was, valuable. that was a spark, right? It was a spark that the, the past seven years has really just,
0: tri- yeah, wow. yeah and, I, and I think people have probably been there, you know, exactly. and how, that to hear how you can get out and shift your mindset is, a, I think, a really valuable story, so.
1: it, it is, and that's kind of where, where I'm at right now, is, you know, I, I can see that in other people sometimes, and, you know, I can kind of laser in and kind of get rid of the fluff and I can you know kind of look at their heart and see where's their heart like is their heart is that pure still like is there a way out of this for them or are they just damaged beyond belief so um but you that, weren't
0: you weren't you no, got I, yourself out I got myself
1: you... out um yeah. I was definitely you know in a bad spot but I got myself out but in in the end You know, the things that I'm thinking about right now in terms of my next steps is, like, I really want to help others. I really want to serve others, and, you know, I want to do it at an impactful level that can bring them to a state of contributing in their own capacity. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now in terms of the next businesses I'm kind of thinking about.
0: Wow! so you got to Arizona like you said and you mm-hmm. were still working for someone else at that point yeah yeah. and how did you start to transition into having your own businesses
1: yeah so you know I I think some people that I meet they kind of just, just jump head in which I totally admire I'm just not that person uh, I, I have a, a thing with me where I, I like to have the financial security I'm the same um, but what what really started was like okay if if I really want to travel and I want to lead into this life, like the way it happened is actually, you know, I met some people that had worked from home, and they had like kind of worked remotely. Now they didn't travel per se, but they worked from home. And I was like, I really like that working from home mentality. So that's where it started. It's like, okay, how do I, how do I find a job where I can work from home? So that was the first step. I enjoyed traveling, but I knew I had to have the first step of a working from home. So what ended up happening is I was working for this large manufacturer and I, I loved them. They had fantastic foundation from a business standpoint. I um, was able to really fine-tune a lot of my skills from operations to sales to you know, HR, customer service, like accounting, to see all the big gears in the business and how they come to an end result for revenue. Um, and eventually I had moved on to being Sales rep for the entire West Coast for their manufacturing, and so I had stopped and I had met with a company that was based out of Silicon Valley to try and bring them to sell our products. Within about five ten minutes, the CEO had flipped the script and was trying to hire me to be his VP of sales. Wow! So through that negotiation, we were able to find an avenue where I could work from home because I wanted I wasn't willing to move to California, um, and he was just like I don't care I want you on my team. And if it means that you have to work from your house in Arizona, that's okay. So once that happened, now I could really start thinking about, okay, now how do I incorporate travel? And you know I know this this podcast is all about travel, so let's let's talk about the travel part. Um, I had gotten pretty good at traveling at this point. I had surrounded myself with friends that were huge into traveling. and I remember I met one of my real dear friends his name is Voltaire and I I had been nudged by a few people like, hey, you should really talk to him. Like, this guy is just traveling all over the world and he's just having a blast. And I was like, yeah, I really like that. And I remember I just approached him and I was just like blunt. I was like, how do you do it? Like, I want to know how. And through that is where I got clued into the credit card points game.
0: Oh, yeah. And that was
1: like five years ago. So like, I know that whole entire system. I haven't paid for a flight in probably like two or three years now. So, you know, by playing that game, that, that gave me the ability to travel. Um, I was fortunate to actually meet the points guy.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, we
1: were in Iceland at the same time, so I just got on Instagram and sent him a message. And he said, sure, stop on by, and got to meet him, gave him a hug, had a picture with the, the Chase Sapphire Reserve card. And um, we've actually talked since then just, you know, kind of briefly, and you know, he invited me to come out to the offices in New York, which was just really cool. It was very genuine and authentic. It was just this whole other level of networking that I just hadn't experienced quite yet.
0: And now, because you reached out, you know, you took action. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, and there's a lot of fear, like, oh, should I, oh, should I, but your heart leads you, you know, it's, there's a logical part of it in, in mitigating your risk, but there's also a heart part. Heart really wants this, so I should I should pursue that.
0: You both have mutual passions: getting exactly. to travel. With and your I habits. and I came
1: at it with the respect. And like I was like, man, like because of you, and like the knowledge that you gave me on credit cards is what's enabled me to live this life. So like, thank you. I can send you a message and say thank you, but when I can look you in the eye and just say thank you, like that's so big. It's yeah. such a powerful thing. Like that's that's what it's about.
0: Motivates them to keep helping people. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I kind of went past the travel part. Um, I do want to acknowledge that while while I was with the company out in Silicon Valley and, and kind of coming to grips with the travel, like I, I kind of just tested the waters. So the first thing I really did was just like a three-day trip. So leave Thursday night, work Friday from a hotel, and then enjoy the Saturday and Sunday with friends. Like that was the first step. Um, In the the States? Yeah, in the States. Yeah, Just a very simple test, Mm -hmm. you know, just to kind of like test the waters out, see how it works. Like, what are the things I need to have? What are the things that are, you know, variables that I got to be aware of? Because, you know, if I have a meeting at X time, you know, how do I handle that? So I did that, and then I did another test where I just did a whole entire week. Now, one thing that I kind of regret through this is I didn't tell my employers at the time, um, I should have just been upfront and transparent and eventually I was upfront and transparent, which is that, hey, you know, I would like to go to Europe for two to three months. So, you know, um, there's a lot of benefits and I kinda listed the pros and cons and my CEO was like, Yeah, I think that'd be good because not only you're gonna still be working and involved in the business, like you're going to be out traveling and being in unpredictable environments and problem solving and networking with people that are in the digital area. And that could really be a benefit to the business and your own education and personal growth. So thankfully, he had a mindset of, of being open to it. Um, you know, my previous company, the conservative manufacturer, they would, no, like that would have been like a big, no, 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 no. We're not going to allow that. Um, a lot of fear would have been around that topic, but with the Silicon Valley area, there was no fear. It was, it was it was all about the personal growth that can lead to, you know, benefits for the company itself. So, you know, when I say all this, you know, I, I, w- I want to acknowledge that I think there's a myth that being a digital nomad or traveling while you work, you can't build a career. Like, I think that's, a, that's it, I don't think it is a myth you can still build your career as a digital nomad. Um, You may have to have the right company. Okay, You might have to have the right job. You might have to start your own company on the side while working full time. But at the end of the day, you can still build your career. There's a lot of value for someone that knows how to work remotely and do it effectively and still add value to a team. Like When you can do that, like that is the, what I see part of as the next evolution of organizational structures as we know it. you know Silicon Valley is a hub because of the way everyone was kind of connected there from a technology perspective, but Silicon Valley has created the technology to allow us to be connected at any point in time. So someone in California can be connected to somebody in New York, and someone in New York can be connected to somebody in Brazil. Like you can all be connected at the same time. you know. Obviously, there's a little bit of a physical element that's important. But the physical element, if you focus on making sure there's a physical presence or a physical interaction you know, at least once every six months, and you put real intentional time into it over a few days, it is amazing how that foundation will play over into your meetings and your emails and your conversations and so on and so forth. So um, I would just really like to squash that myth for people that feel that, well, I can't work on my career because I'm traveling. No, that's not the case. You can definitely work on your career and build your skill set, and you'll be amazed at the people that you meet through that, that's going to lead to other avenues.
0: Yes, those soft skills too when you're just living in a country by yourself working yeah. remotely and you're going out having to make a social life. Correct. Those are things that you do based out of, of you know working for a company and yeah. having to go have meetings with people. And, and
1: yeah. if it feels a little uncomfortable, it's probably because you're doing the right thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. And I think people also think if you're a digital nomad, you have to be working for yourself. You, you can't be working for a company and that is you know completely not true. That is
1: not true. There are a number of companies out there that are fully remote um, that's one of the things that I'm going through with my, one of my companies it's, it's an e-commerce company and you know, I'm, I'm working on building a fully remote team and uh, you know it may not be like 10 individuals it might just be two but you know I'm, I'm looking at that avenue and, and trying to give myself the skills and the knowledge to you know, kind of look into that so I can scale my organization effectively.
0: And like you said, once you build that foundation with two people or three people and get the right practices in place, yeah, exactly, it's going to lead to exactly much bigger success. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you took those test trips, and mm-hmm. then uh, did you have you ever traveled by yourself? Were those trips by yourself? I don't know, but
1: yeah. So let's talk about the traveling in and of itself, and and how I experienced it. So it started off like semi-solo, like I've, you know, I've done the weekend trips, I've done the week trip with friends, like, you know, vacation somewhere to some country. Um, So some of it was social-based. And then, you know, my first kind of time where I was really solo and on my own, um, my brother was was about to get married in Norway. And so I took the opportunity to kind of take a, a pit stop in Rome, Italy. And so that was kind of like my first real solo by myself trip and that was incredible you know i had i think it was four days in uh italy rome specifically and that was just such a cool experience like i was like i get to go to the vatican you know
0: coliseum yeah (laughs) i see
1: the coliseum it was so cool
0: did you stay in a hotel by yourself or did you go to a hostel
1: i stayed in a hotel by myself um I wasn't quite ready for the hostel element, you know, I, I'm, I'm a very social person, but I just wasn't ready for that, I kind of wanted my space. Um, so, anyways, I've learned a lot since then, a lot, like, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into that actual trip in quite some time. And then from there, I went to Norway, and met up with the rest of my family, and had a beautiful wedding, and just a beautiful experience, and uh, it was in Rene. Not sure if you're familiar, but it is just this beautiful place where you know our our cabins. Like you walk out your cabin door, and there's just this giant jutty mountain out of the ocean because it's an island, wow. and it's just just unbelievable in terms of beauty. So, um, really, really great experience, and then. From there, my next kind of big trip is, uh, it, was, it was a number of years back. Uh, it was probably one of my favorite trips. Like, the wedding was great, but this was like more like my fun, like adventurous, like really kind of get out there. And uh, I did nine countries in, I think it was eight or nine days, and uh, it was for a friend's bachelor party. Okay. So I met up with my brothers because my brothers lived in um, England and Luxembourg at the time. So I met up with them in Luxembourg. And, you know, in Luxembourg, you can go to multiple countries because it's just, you know, it's like a 15-minute drive here in a different country. Um, And then went from there to France and then France to Hungary where I was able to meet up with uh, the bachelor party crew. So we we went to Budapest and um, I was able to figure out a way where we could rent uh, tanks for the day. And so we drove tanks for the day as part of one of the bachelor party experiences. (laughs) That's
0: a thing. (laughs) It's a
1: thing, it's a thing. Just, you know, we took a van to some middle of nowhere area and got to try five separate tanks for a day which is really cool. Oh, uh, wow. and then from there we went to uh, went to Barcelona and then the, probably the highlight and this is the reason why we we're going is we did the La Tomatina.
0: What is the La Tomatina?
1: La Tomatina it takes place in Buño, Spain and it's a giant tomato festival, a tomato fight. <laughs> Oh really? And it's just like people from all over the world come and let's just, maybe it was 50,000, maybe it was 100,000, I'm sorry I don't know the numbers, but the city was just jam packed. And then what they do is when it starts, they bring in these large dump trucks and there's probably maybe 20 to 30 dump trucks that came through and the dump trucks drive through the streets and they just unload tomatoes on everybody and then you take the tomatoes and you are just, just, just an all out tomato slash snowball fight with everybody. What? And it was just so much joy. Like I'm hearing Japanese, I'm hearing German, I'm hearing all these different languages at once and we're all having this shared experience. We're laughing just uncontrollably. And by the end of it, the tomato sauce was like up to my knee level. Like <laughs> I'm just like in tomato sauce. Uh, I remember at one point I did a snow angel in the tomato sauce. It was just like,
0: oh, this is so much fun. (laughs) Is Um, it painful at all? It sounds like.
1: No, it's, you know, you just go for the experience and you're just whipping tomatoes at whoever you want. And it's just... It's an incredibly unique experience that I would recommend for anybody. Um, Is it a
0: one-day thing?
1: Yeah, it's a one-day thing. You know? okay. Yeah, we did that and that was great. Had a bunch of sangria, you know. <laughs> uh, and then from there, we continued on to uh, Amsterdam and kind of ended our trip there and came home. So that was one of those trips where I was like, man, the shared experience, you know, the unpredictability, the laughs, you know, all the things that happened. And, the last still happened to this day. We all get together and we just look back on those memories and we share those memories with each other and others and it's just it's just funny. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just so much fun and those those are the fun things about experiences that you take them with you as you live your life.
0: Yeah. and to think that you could now go to the tomato festival and then work at night, like do your work day, exactly. build it in it's just Exactly. At
1: that point amazing. in time was vacation days, but now I could do that on the fly if I really wanted to. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So and that was that, that did sound like quite a pivotal trip yeah. and then um, did you just keep building your businesses to the point where you could get to where you are now?
1: yeah so there's there's a whole story there um, but you know to kind of be very quick and point pointed about it um, I started one company about two and a half three years ago. Um, I started it on the side while I was working in Silicon Valley and uh, that is that is taking off. Um, I have a business partner who's fantastic. He really helps me out. And we'll, we'll make sure that, that we have some of those website links in this, in this podcast for people to kind of take a look at some of the things I've developed with my business partner. Mm-hmm. So, if anybody business minded wants to get in touch with you know, starting a business, because we started the business and after about six months, we got approached by an angel investor. Wow. And usually with businesses, you approach angel investors, they don't approach you. So we got approached by an angel investor, and right now we're at the point where things are just just kind of on this hockey stick skyrocket in terms of revenue. So that's really cool. Um, the second business, it's a little bit different. It's, it's e-commerce, and the e-commerce business was actually started and developed by the company in Silicon Valley I worked for. But that company ended up going bankrupt. I was the last employee with that company, and I saw an opportunity to turn around and acquire the e-commerce business from them. Wow! So, um, that was you know, kind of a big pivot that I took, and that was back uh, last, a year and a half ago, June. So I've been running that as well as you know, the other business all at the same time, and um, now at this point, as we're here this weekend, I, one of the reasons I came to this summit is it kind of forced me to launch my third business which is more like a hobby business. Um, but that business is it's called Bring Your Journey Home. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind it is kind of like an ethos, a philosophy that, you know, your home is where your heart is. We've, we've all heard of that. And, you know, you want to make sure that whatever you experience that you bring back to yourself. Um, but also touches on a few other areas like, photography, where I'm, I'm out there and I'm enjoying the photography and I'm sharing that photography with others and, you know, willing to, you know, do photography for others if, if I'm in a certain place and they want it, i happy to do that. Uh, but also, too, I'm touching on a, a new category of what I would call travel decor. So as you travel, you can collect souvenirs. Um, a real good example is I collect magnets. Me too. Uh, but thing i don't like is the magnets look really tacky on my fridge so you know i would like to sell products that help with that scenario so the way we would help that scenario is we would do a large magnetic map of the world that can be hung on your wall and now you can put all your magnets on the world map so that right there takes all those experiences from the magnets, it cleans up your fridge, goes onto a decorative piece in your living room or whatever your place might be in the future, and now it becomes a sh- sentimental shared decorative item that when you walk by and you look at a certain magnet, all of a sudden you just have all these experiences and memories pop into your head. So that's, that's the idea from the decorative side is to bring your journey home bringing the experience the memories home. But and then to another element is uh, I want to help others. So uh, part of this tool will be offering my consultation services. And so I'll actually be giving that away for free. So for people that want to either become a digital nomad or want to start a business, or let's say they started a business and they're kind of stuck at some point, I am, I am the person that you can come to and we can have a 30 to 60 minute meeting and I will give you my services, it's going to be very direct it's going to be pinpointed because one of the things that, that I have the ability to do is that I've been through just about everything and so I'm a business engineer I can engineer the solutions that need to solve problems that you might have you stuck at that certain moment and so that's the other part of bring your journey home in terms of giving to others because I want to take my journey and provide it to you in your home
0: all for free. That's amazing. Yeah,
1: for free. Yeah, Yeah. I want to do that for free. So, you know, things stem from there into something else. Like, I can't predict that. Mm -hmm. But the first thing that has to happen is that we got to connect. And if we don't connect, then there's no point moving forward. So that's why I want to do it for free. And also, I love it. Like, I have so much passion about it that well, I may be doing it for free. Like I get a major benefit out of it because I just love it.
0: Yeah, and you're, con- you're able to contribute, like yeah, you said. You exactly. have the time to contribute. Exactly, so. yeah, exactly. I have a couple of questions. So the first business you said that you were working out with your partner, um, is that is that something that any of us could access to like buy things? Is it a
1: um, not really? It's okay. really in a niche. Um, it's it's called Golf Cart Resource. Mm-hmm. It's a tr- digital trade media publication. And it's kind of like the cars.com and auto trader for the golf cart industry. Okay. So it's for 45 um, and up in terms of consumers, retail market. Mm -hmm. Um, And we work with, you know, dealers and OEMs in that realm. So there really isn't a whole lot to engage from, you know, anyone just wanting to read something perspective because it's very pinpointed towards those consumers. Um, But more than willing to talk to people about that business and how that how that idea came to light and I believe we actually created a new business model that no one else is doing and You know more than happy to talk about what that business model looks like how it feels and how it how it operates because you know there is such a thing as a perfect business model Um, and a perfect business model provides tremendous value It's consistent income or revenue on a monthly basis. It has high margins and it's uh, very painful for whoever buys it to get out of it, but they don't really want to get out of it because it provides so much value. And that's kind of what the business model does. And so it's really, really cool um, from just like even just a business case
0: study standpoint. Fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, because I'm going to put the links, but I want to make sure there's a bit of context there. Sure, sure. And then the second business you said was e-commerce.
1: The second business is e-commerce and in that realm if someone's interested in e-commerce, like I I, I know it all. Um, so anything from SEO to how you lay out your products to you know user experience design um, to search engine, search optimization on your site. I'm not talking about search engine I'm talking about search optimization on your e-commerce site. Um, in terms of categorizing merchandising because you know e-commerce is getting to an area where you're merchandising just like you would a retail store so you got to be with the ebbs and flows of seasonal traffic you got to make sure that you know when people are searching for something that if they search for one keyword that actually is related to another keyword you need to make sure that's programmed to have synonyms that are relatable so people find what they're looking for so You know, anything under that umbrella with e-commerce, I'm happy to help out with. But another area I can help out with is that I did acquire this business. And it was not a usual contract. Like, the way I acquired it is I literally had to go to the front doorstep of the former CEO and knock on his door and negotiate buying the business in his driveway. Wow. So... When you're talking about acquiring a business and thinking about all the different areas of how that term sheet or purchase agreement can look like, I can really help you out get creative because him and I negotiated over about six months and we started at a very high number. We got to a low number and I also had to bring in other companies that weren't going to receive their monies and kind of bring them to transfer the liabilities so they could get their money in the future. But they couldn't do that unless they worked with me. Okay. So when you're really trying to get creative in business, and that's why I love business, and that's why I classify myself as a business engineer, is yes, there's a lot of rules you got to follow from a tax perspective, and that's important to know. But once you get into the business, like the processes, the systems, and the operations, it's unlimited the amount of creativity you can have there isn't one set way of doing it and that's why there's startups that are disruptors because there's not just one way of doing things there's multiple ways of doing things but what are your goals and objectives at the end of the day that's that's going to help drive and hone in your focus in terms of what your business looks like
0: it sounds like 30 minutes to an hour with you would be so valuable for people for bring your journey home
1: absolutely absolutely and like i said it can even be as simple as like I'm just trying to find my idea. I'm just trying to find my niche. Okay, well let's let's look at that passion. Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer in passion driving your business, but I'm also a big believer in sometimes starting a business so you can get to your passion. Like is, a road, is a road you gotta take. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be passionate about the idea. Yeah, I think a lot of you know, Tony Robbins and those guys they always like make sure you do something with passion. And, you know, I don't fully subscribe to that. Um, I'm more I'm like what is it that you want your life to look like hone in on what you want your life to look like and that'll drive the decisions of what you should be doing and it may be two or three years of doing a business that doesn't really excite you that much but that in and of itself turns into a cash flow area that you can pursue what you want to do and using me as an example do I love golf carts?
0: I was going to ask that question.
1: I know a lot about golf carts. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know the market. and I love what I do because it's like, it's fun to test out my knowledge and make something work and provide value. But it's not like a forever thing. You know, it's just, I knew by doing that, I'm getting more skills, I'm getting more knowledge. And now I can come into this area where I can help others. I can, I can be a servant to others and help them really on their journey and what they want to do.
0: Um, I love and, that mindset and that outlook
1: well in that mindset it's it's very logical but at the same time like it is very rooted and a spiritual mindset too um, and I say spiritual in a very you know loose type of fashion um, I've studied everything from, from neuropsychology to quantum physics to anything kind of in that realm of therapy and bettering yourself for an emotional level mm-hmm. and you know that kind of bleeds over into spirituality I think they're kind of all connected somehow so you know I do want to acknowledge that a lot of this stuff has been great and I've put a lot of thought into it but I am very consistent um, in the morning of of getting into this meditative state with intentional understanding of driving things for my future you know meditation is so much about like take a raise and and eat it and feel it that's good from an awareness perspective but I like to get into more of the intentionality of how do I get rid of the bad feelings or at least acknowledge what triggers those bad feelings, but also how do I reinforce the good feelings, the happiness, the joy, the peace? You know, how do I reinforce those? And that's kind of where the spirituality, the meditation, the, you know, kind of slowing down yourself comes into play.
0: Okay. So you meditate, do you meditate every morning? Every morning. How long are you doing it these days? Um, the
1: shortest I, it would happen is 30 minutes, and that's just because there's a time constraint. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I really kind of have my freedom with it, there's sometimes times where I work at 4 in the morning, and I'll spend 2 to 3 hours in that area. So, you know, it's not like a, a fixed number. It's just kind of like going through the process and thinking about, okay, who am I as an integrity standpoint? Who am I from a value basis standpoint? And then what do I, what What am I going to be like when I'm healthy? So I envision what I'm going to look like when I'm healthy. I don't just say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be healthy at this date. I envision right now, I am healthy. Like I am the vision that I want to be. Um, then when I get into, you know, the, the um, wealth aspects. Now when I talk about wealth, I don't mean monetary wealth. I mean monetary wealth is part of it. But... I'm also talking about you know how am I spiritually wealthy? How am I mentally wealthy? Um, you know, and, and imagining what that looks like and how that feels like, and I while I may feel like I'm there right now, I still need to be cognizant of the future and the, the future things that I gotta absorb to get to the next level. Um, so that and then uh, um, I also right now we can kind of touch on this you know I'm thinking about my my future partner my future wife that I'm looking for my future family and really be intentional about what I'm looking for and it doesn't need to be tomorrow it doesn't need to be next year it just when it happens it happens I'm open to it I'm ready for it I have the best relationship I could possibly have with myself so there in and of itself allows me to have a relationship with somebody else that I can really give to and, and serve and it just 100% go all in so you know when we talk about the romance side it was incredible to listen to your podcast from Camille like she really just I loved her just the way she was talking about things and how she felt and how she was spiritually kind of in line she kind of just something felt right and so she just kind of went for it and that's kind of what it's about sometimes
0: yeah and that's episode 15 listeners just if you're when yeah. to go back um yeah Kimmy oh, had so much so passion great. when she talked didn't she
1: exactly yeah. and so you know um I do mm-hmm. put myself out there I, I allow opportunities to come but in the past usually I would force things I would push things like if I see a girl and I'm attracted to her like just walk up and force the conversation and I like the organic. I like, you know, when the opportunity arises. Like, we may connect eyes, and, and that's great. But if the opportunity comes where we can really connect and find out if this is a good fit, good. You know, I and just being aware of what I'm looking for and being intentional about thinking about that in my meditations is very helpful. Because the awareness of it is kind of like when someone says don't think about a pink elephant when you think about a pink elephant so when you think about what it is you truly want then you can see it when it comes you're ready for the opportunity so that's that's something that i'm in the middle of right now and you know i am looking and you know i want a family at some point but at the same time like i'm enjoying where i'm at i'm enjoying this journey and you know family kids that doesn't need to happen until i'm 35 or 40 like i I would like to have time with that person that I want to spend the rest of my life with and really create that partnership that's supportive for the both of us uh, to fulfill her dreams as well as to fulfill my dreams. Uh, So I think that's that's something that I'm ready for. and I'm keeping up open mind to, and uh, it's exciting to see where that will go in the future.
0: Yeah, I've had a couple of episodes, too, about how difficult or easy it can be to connect with people in the romantic sense while you're traveling as a digital nomad. But I think what you've said is just so important. Like, you need to be ready yourself and cultivate yourself.
1: Yeah, you need to be ready yourself. And then you also need to make sure you're you're authentic. You know, you need to be real. Um, I used to be quite guarded with my heart. You know, I've had some past relationships that were great and some great women that were unbelievable. But I made the mistake of not being my 100% true self. You know, I really did everything I could to be the person that they wanted me to be. And that's just not the way to do it. It really crumbles you internally. and It takes time. But it's an emotional, unstable area if you feel like you're just trying to be the person that the other person wants you to be.
0: Mm-hmm. to start, yeah. start with authenticity. Exactly, exactly. It saves so much time. It does. It
1: does. It does.
0: What do you think travel has taught you about yourself? Yeah,
1: it's a great question. So one of the reasons like I like travel, and I'm going to use the example of sales for a second. Um, For anyone listening that has made a sale, there is something very exciting about when you're asking someone to buy something, and you're offering them a value and a good solution, and then they say yes. It's a very like weightless like like it's like a really cool feeling and there's a point through the sales journey where it just kind of becomes repetitious and you lose that feeling what I like about traveling is it brings that feeling back that feeling of uncomfortableness like I don't know the language I don't know where the next bathroom is I don't know where I should eat like it's very uncomfortable but through being uncomfortable you grow like that's where you grow, you evolve, like you find out new things about yourself. And when you test yourself and that uncomfortability, then it feeds into confidence. And that confidence bleeds over into everything else. And it's not it's not about being cocky, it's about being confident. It's a fine line, of course. But through that and having that confidence in life, just like, yeah, I can handle this. like. I went through this experience that was just traumatic and beat me down. So I can handle this next thing. And so that uncomfortable unpredictability of being in a travel scenario where you're alone and you need food and you need just like these basic needs that are already just taken care of when you have a like a home, it's fun. It's just, it, it allows the creativity, it... I love the simple problem of walking around with my backpack on and I gotta find a bathroom. <laughs> and like I'm like okay, how do I solve this problem? And solving those simple problems gives me the confidence to solve the really big problems. Like the big 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 ones that come up in life. So
0: I I like to, I don't know if you do this, I like to continually challenge myself as well because now that I've been traveling for two years straight on, it's, you know, I, I find it easier to find those bathrooms or to like adjust to different environments so i I like to at least once a year put myself in a intentionally uncomfortable situation correct like going trekking in a um, high altitude yes something like that because you push yourself to get through it
1: correct and when you're pushing yourself push yourself in different categories whether it's social career um, financial um, health wise mental health physical health you push yourself in different areas don't just focus on one area like be willing to get uncomfortable in all those different aspects.
0: Yeah, it's great advice. Yeah. What advice do you have for people right at the beginning of all of this? Yeah, I, th-
1: I think it's a good question because I meet so many people that, and especially in our world, like we're, we're very big about instant gratification. So when we want something, we want it now. It's nice to have that motivation, you know, in terms of like, oh, I want this right now. Uh, but my advice to people, you know, it's... It, it's dependent on where you're at in your dream. Let's just say someone's 23 and they're listening to this and they're out of college or whatever, and they're not really sure what they want to do. I would really recommend taking the time and the opportunity to have a job and work for someone that you respect, work for someone that you admire and try and get one-on-one time with them, you know, see if they can be your mentor, you know, find someone that can just kind of help you out. But then, Make mistakes on their dime.
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, just make mistakes. But while you're making those mistakes, be aware that if being a digital nomad is what you want to do, think about that every day. Like every day, think about it, think about what it could feel like, think about what you could do with it. You know, read the books. Um, I always recommend online courses, not like the $5,000 ones, but I recommend like Coursera. Coursera is an online college database of, of courses that you can actually audit for free. So you don't get the certification, but you can go through the lectures, and I tell you what, like those are from professors that are being paid to make these courses for people that are paying $80,000 a year to go to school. It might be a high number, but these are professors that, are, that have to do it right and have to educate. So I would highly recommend educating yourself that way, plus the books blog posts, I'm kind of indifferent on blog posts, you know, it's it's nice sometimes, but it just it just can be so regurgitated. So educate yourself, make mistakes on somebody else's dime. Think about that digital nomad life because what's gonna happen is if you think about it and you envision that it's already happening, now you're gonna be aware of the opportunities that come along.
0: You're gonna see those patterns. Yep, that you've You're you're put gonna it to your...
1: you're gonna see the thread yeah. that you can pull on that leads to that life. And it it can be as simple as you're out having a drink and a friend of a friend introduces you to somebody and all of a sudden that person is a customer service representative for a company that's fully remote. And you're aware that you would like to go that route. So what do you do? You ask that person, Hey, you do that? Cool. Like, I wanna know I wanna know a little bit more about that. What do you do? Ask them good questions. Create rapport, create a relationship, and then make the big ask. Like what are you guys looking for, and how could I get a part of that community? But if you don't have that awareness of the opportunity beforehand, it's hard to do.
0: Right, so important. Yeah.
1: So there's that, and then there is a side hustle. If you wanna start a business on the side, I think that's a good way to go about it too. Um, one of my companies right now, I think it was $200 we started out with in cash, um, and right now, this month, it'll be about, somewhere of between five dollars to $6,000 in profit coming through cash flow for the business so not enough for two people full-time but it's amazing to see <laughs> what $200 to do and the investment of time can do over time um, and we knew we were on to something so now we're you know on the path in just a couple of months or maybe it might be seven or eight months where it'll be like $20,000 a month type thing you know like now we're on that hockey stick area but it, you know, it takes patience it takes time it takes learning it takes all those things and The one little last piece of advice, I know I'm kind of going over a little bit, but God gave us two ears to listen and one mouth to speak. So if you're in your 20s, just listen. Listen to others that have experience, that are older than you. You know, one of the tactics that I employed with all these um, older individuals that I got the pleasure of working with is to create a relationship with them. I would just walk up to them and say, if you were my age, Right. And knowing everything that you know, and you had to give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be?
0: That is such a valuable question.
1: And it, it's amazing the answers you get. Some of them can be kind of canned and just kind of like, a, all right, you know. But some of them can be really deep. Um, I remember one individual, you know, he sat there and he really he put a lot of thought into it. And everyone I talk to puts a lot of thought into it because it's a good question and they respect the question. And they respect the question because you respect them enough to ask the question. It's a two-way street. And he says, like, I didn't take enough risk. And that just, just stuck with me. And this was a very conservative company, too. But when he said that, I was like, there's something there. Like, this is the time to take risk and believe in myself. And, you know, through the self-education and through the development, all of a sudden I was just like, man, I'm going to bet big on myself. I'm just going to go all in. Like That's the best investment that I can make yeah. is on myself.
0: And I think coupled with your daily practices of, you know, being intentional with your thoughts and yeah envisioning yeah. where you want to be.
1: So, yeah, it's been, it's been a heck of a journey.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing. The, like, what you've shared is so valuable for so many people. Absolutely. And I'm hearing that, you know, really you've, you, you've taken it step by step and you've yes. built the life that you wanted to have.
1: Yes. And
0: yeah. I think it's going to be really inspirational.
1: Action plans and steps and, and all that is important. And, you know, sometimes it, it's about just refining your vision. Like, a lot of things didn't come together for me until I articulated that I wanted the freedom to contribute so you know having that understanding feeds into all the steps that need to happen from a daily weekly monthly you know quarterly semi-annually annual position and that's that that process there is where you're literally taking what you dream and turning
0: it into a reality thank you so much caleb it's been great to meet you here you as well you as well i'm so excited to see where caleb's journey takes him next and so grateful for the wisdom he has passed on to all of us in this interview I loved how he said, God gave us one mouth to speak and two ears to listen. And I think there is so much to learn from everyone when we sit down and we really listen to them, as I do for this podcast, for example. Um, even, as Caleb says, from our, we can learn from our elders who might even work right alongside us in our community. In fact, I challenge you listeners to reach out to someone around you who's older than you this week and ask them Caleb's question. If you were my age, knowing everything you know now, What advice would you give me? I think we might be surprised what we can learn. If you want to reach out to Caleb, including signing up for a free business consultation with him, you can find him at bringyourjourneyhome.com, which is the same name on Instagram. I will put all the links on our website, theschooloftravels.com, which I'm happy to say has been recently updated and now gives you the chance to comment on each episode, join our mailing list and travel community, and listen to all of our back episodes. Check it out and leave us a comment. I'm very excited with how this website has turned out, so love for you to see it. For this week's quote, I wanted to repeat something that Caleb said in this week's episode. Hone in on what you want your life to look like. If you've always had a dream for your future self and you just don't seem to be getting any closer to it, ask yourself, what does that really look like? If we can get a clear, detailed picture of it and aim for that specific image in our mind, I think it will be much easier to get there. Thank you for listening as always. We are so grateful to have you as a part of our travel community. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the School of Travels podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to The Sam Chase for allowing us to use their song, In a Perfect World. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode, and remember to always let travel be your teacher. If you keep your options open, there are places you will go. They will treat you like the kings and queens your parents thought you'd be when you were born. You'd see it all. With your head up standing tall And you'd look back and think it's funny How you spent your time and money In this world
1: Living in this perfect world